Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Boards Podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Hannah, and joining us on the show is Julia, owner of Body Concepts by Julia in Miami, Florida. Welcome to the show. How are you today? Hi, how are you? How are you doing? Nice being here. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Yes, I'm super excited to have you on. Um, but before we dive into the business, first, tell us about what made you want to start the gym in the first place. Well, what made me start a gym is I used to be 240 pounds. And I started losing weight here and there. So I started uh, in a gym um, as a member of the gym. And then I started teaching classes. So I wasn't that successful, but I never gave up, you know, this warrior uh, attitude. So I still was a little bit chunky in there, but I started uh, getting certifications as a fitness instructor. Then when I got a little bit more in shape, I got my um, certification as a personal trainer in this gym, uh, which if I can say name, back in the day, uh, used to be Lady of America. And then there I did my, my roots in there, started helping people, you know, uh, losing weight. And I always asked myself why, why I was an obese teenager and why I was an obese. I started losing weight when I was 25, uh, uh, 25 years old. So I was doing my, my uh, teenager ages. I was obese and I did was bully. So, um, when I started losing the weight, I wanted um, to help people. I wanted to see what my calling was. So I started Lady of America, and at that time they started sub, uh, subcontracting uh, in personal trainers. So I did tell them I was gonna try their company, but I, if it didn't work for me, then I was gonna start my own thing. And that's how I started my gym. And I remember going to a gym uh, here in the area of Miami. I was a spinning instructor back in the day and looking at the spinning studio from this gym. It was a personal training gym and he had a spinning studio. And I, I was like, oh, when am I going to have something like that? Because I loved, you know, I love what they had. And actually, yeah, I do have it now. And it's bigger than that. I, now I remember that. So I started in a 400 square feet. Uh, actually, I started in my garage training my clients. And with that cash money, I built a 400 square feet uh, um, studio. And then from there, went to 1,600 square feet, then to the one we are right now. And now we're starting a new facility, hopefully by the end of, of January, building a bigger facility. Not too big, like to keep the, you know, the one-on-one -on -one, uh, service to our clients. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Okay, so tell us about the services that you offer. Um, so someone who's never been to Body Concept by Julia, how do you describe it? I describe it like a boutique gym, a small boutique gym uh, where classes are not bigger than 15 people. Um, I describe it where you do have group classes, but there are treated as group personal training classes. We have uh, different type of classes to make sure that we work every part of the muscle evenly during the week. So I tell everybody, I treat my classes like I would work out. And I do my own classes and I have instructors teaching classes, but we do have classes where you work, one day you work your organize muscles in your lower body and your abdominals and your core area. One day you work your upper body, organize, organize muscle workouts. One day we have the cardio classes, which are the spinning or indoor classes. One day we have step aerobic classes, which has died now, but a lot of people love step aerobics. And <laughs> people love step aerobics. It's difficult, but people love it. We have another class called XCO, which you can hardly see it. It's with an intelligent um, 
tool that it weighs 1.2 pounds and you're moving it in a three-dimensional way with music, everything with music, everything synchronized and routine. And we have those services and we make sure that our clients are, their full body is work out during the week. And then we also have personal training classes, a personal training, we offer personal training for those that want, want to do one-on-one -on -one. and we also manage nutrition. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. You, it sounds like you do a little bit of everything. Like there's something for everyone that comes into the gym. So that's awesome. Um, how many current members do you have right now? We have currently, I could say 50 members, 50 okay. members. Sweet. And then is that like somewhere that you're comfortable staying or do you have room to grow still? Oh, we have room to grow. Yeah. Okay. We don't awesome. want to go, we don't want to go that big because we want to keep that boutique concept, but we have right. shifts where we have morning shifts and afternoon shifts. That's why we can grow more because we have different shifts. Yeah. Yeah, totally. So tell me about like your plan for growth. How do you market um, and advertise the facility? Oh, um, I, um, Currently, I have a marketing uh, director that manages my social media, manages the Instagram and Facebook pages. Uh, we don't use TikTok that much, but we try to use as point where this year our plan is to use a lot of reels with the Instagram page because it's very, very effective. We also use um, we use ads in Facebook. So we um, record our classes and we put them in Facebook and that's very effective also. And we work a lot with word of mouth. We have a really good retention. Well, we have a great retention. So we have a lot of word of mouth. We have very good referrals. We're a five-star gym. Yeah. Okay, perfect. Yeah, I think that's, that's great. When we can have someone who loves our services, go tell it to someone else, you know, we're guaranteed to turn that person into a member because they already have, you know, that great um, referral from somebody else. Um, but tell me, tell me more about like the Facebook ads and the um, social media that you've used. Have you seen a good turnout from um, yes. the social media? Uh, yeah, actually, my most effective social media is Instagram. I get a lot of clients from Instagram. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Do you pay for advertising on Instagram or is that? No, I don't. No, I don't. I don't pay. I pay in Facebook, and I, but I don't pay in Instagram. Yeah. Gotcha. Is that something that you're open to doing is, is diving into Instagram ads as well? Or why Facebook? Yeah. Yes. Yes, I am. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Sweet. Okay. So what's your experience been with the Facebook ads? Have you had a good turnout um, as far as leads yeah, go? Yeah. yeah. I, I, it's more of Instagram for me is so much more effective than Facebook, but do I do have people come from Facebook because I have it, uh, I have my ads located in the area. So a lot of people come in, look, I've been watching you for a lot of, like right now in January, people have been watching me for the longest time. So they come, look, I follow you in and Instagram so yesterday I had two people walk in from the ads so you know it's it is very effective social media is very effective yeah definitely yeah is there a reason you haven't done um, advertising on Instagram as well or is it something you haven't tried yet I, I haven't had I haven't had to pay in Instagram gotcha. to get from Instagram yeah gotcha. okay that's awesome that you've seen a lot of organic growth then um, from yeah. Instagram as well Yes. Mm -hmm. so, so what are your goals going forward with the gym? Where would you like to see it, you know, in the next year or two? Well, um, I, of course, I want to grow more. Um, I want to add more classes, uh, have more classes for my clients. Uh, that's one of the goals uh, we're looking into. My husband has a boxing program in the gym. He has, he's the owner of Warrior Prize Boxing Academy. So he has a great boxing program. So uh, we are, uh, since we have the equipment, we have a ring in the gym, we have the bags in the gym. We're looking forward to putting some more 30, 45 minutes classes, uh, 6 a.m. in the morning, 12, uh, uh, 12 uh, noon. So people during the lunchtime can go and uh, 
do their exercise. And we're looking forward to adding uh, some cardio boxing classes. People love boxing. So we're looking and I think that's going to be very effective for to get more members, you know, to be able to have more members. Since we have shifts, you're able to hold more members than what we have right now. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think that's that's a good idea to add more times. That way, you know, more people have the opportunity to take your classes depending on their schedule. Um, so tell me about like your staff. You have other trainers. Do you train still as well? Yes, I do. I, train, uh, I am very picky with the trainers that I choose. I do not sublease my facility for other trainers because I try to keep everything in the program that we, uh, it's not being controlling, it's being controlling of the gossip. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Yeah, it's but your no. business. <laughs> So, uh, you know, uh, I do have uh, trainers certified with me that are have been trained and certified out there and they're my assistants. So because I have so many clients, they help me with the training of my clients. So I prepare the programs for the people. They're very effective. They're very loyal. And then they help me with the personal training and classes also. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. So is it your goal then to stay you know, in the business, stay a trainer long-term or would you eventually yeah, like- yeah. Well, I love to train. I love to train. I am in the, I am in the bodybuilding uh, field. Mm -hmm. I, I myself, I compete. I won three titles last year and I'm 52 years old. I train people for competitions. So one of my goals is to have more people for uh, getting more into, into the bodybuilding for women. Keep on mm -hmm. training because that keeps the adrenaline going and, uh, a lot of my clients want to reach goals so that it's a good feel to help them reach the goals. Uh, and yes, let go a little bit of the business and have more trainers, assistant trainers working with me so I can, you know, relax a little bit more and they can teach classes and train. Yeah. yeah. Create, I want to create the, the trust. My clients are very, very married with me. They're very loyal and they're very, uh, jealous with me so for me it's a little bit more difficult but I have learned how to create the trust of my clients in my assistants and create the trust so they can uh let go I can let go a little bit yeah yeah I think that's that's really important I feel like people really cling on to like especially when it's one-on-one -on -one, people yeah. form like a great bond to their trainers and it's hard to you know send them off to someone else or let another trainer kind of take over because you really spend so much time with that person and you get to know them also, also because our classes are so, our community, it's a close community and they're treated like one-on-one. -on -one. Also, believe it or not, my people in the classes get very attached also mm -hmm. to the instructors, to me. So, you know, I, with the years, it's been getting better, better and better. You know, they've been, because I introduced the trainers, they do classes with us. So once they, I'm training them in the classes and once I train them, then I let them go and they start teaching classes. So my people already know them. That's how I them to the community of body concept yeah that's right yeah um so going back to kind of your own personal goals and passions you mentioned you know bodybuilding is that something that you'd like to focus more on going forward do you want to keep competing i'm just curious oh yes of course i want to keep yeah. on going i already qualified for nationals i went to nationals yeah. last i got second place so um i would love to get my pro card yes i want to be a pro i was like this together last year. And I got was like this together after I got a uh, back surgery a year ago. Mm -hmm. So type of person when I didn't want it to let go. So I do want to become a pro because it's, it's amazing for your curriculum. It's a really good thing for your curriculum. It's really good for the business. It's a great promotion. You get network, you get uh, 
out of the sponsorship for the gym and for me as well as a trainer. So yes, that's one of my goals. And I do, I love to train people for competition. I choose the people that I train because you have to be a humble person to train with me. You can become a diva. You need to keep your humble attitude. If not, I would not train you for competition. That's one of the goals, but I love to train my people also. I like to train people. You know, I have a lot, I work a lot with teenagers. So I help a lot of teenagers that go through the obesity stage to uh, adopt a healthy lifestyle, to change your lifestyle and going on when they go to college, they can keep that lifestyle of exercising and eating healthy. And I also have um, menopausal women. I have 60 year old people, I have 50 year old people that are going through those stages. So it's, it's nice to keep all worlds, you know, working. And then that competition world keeps the adrenaline going because I love to compete. So, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. I love that. I competed in, in an NPC show too, a few years ago um, and I prepped for a couple and it's definitely something that builds your discipline and it's, it, it's not easy. It, what, what, what division did you compete in? Um, bikini. You did bikini. Oh, I do figure. Nice. I do figure. Yeah. That's so exciting. I'm going to have to follow, follow your journey. Cause I love um, following competitors. I'm still super into awesome. that world, but I don't know if I'll compete again. It's a lot of work. It is <laughs> but, yeah, props to everyone who competes out there because it is not easy. <laughs> I did it three times this year. My God. <laughs> oh my gosh. No, I've only done one and I'm like, I don't know if I'll do it again, but <laughs> you'll, do awesome. it. you'll do it. It's amazing. You'll it's do addicting. it. It's addicting. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Come back to it. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Yeah. Awesome. Well, as far as like your members go, how do you keep them, you know, accountable? How do you make sure you're um, retaining your members? Um, you mentioned you have a good retention rate. Um, what do you use to, to keep your members long term? What do you mean, like, how do I, well, giving them the best service, giving them customer service, giving them the best service. Um, I think customer service is a great thing. And also the knowledge that you have as a trainer is very important. Um, results are very, very important, but um, one of the most important things in the fitness world and when you work with community like the one I have is that you need to be prepared to help in every aspect. And today, today I actually did a live because I work with a lot of uh, weight, weight management, you know, people that need to lose weight. And I was telling my people that one of the most important things is that it's a mental thing. This is very mental. Like we mentioned competition. Competition is all about your mind. You know, you have to be very strong mentally to go to prep for a competition. And, and I, I actually also did um, uh, some studies in life coaching because I needed it so much because I have women that are divorced. I have kids that are going through depression. I have people that women that are also going through menopause. I have, you know, I have all type of people. So I needed to reinforce myself in the life coaching because this field, it's, it's a lot about your mind. It's mm -hmm. more controlling your mind than anything else. So I think that customer service, I think that giving the best quality of classes and giving your 200% there in the floor as a trainer and in the classes is very, very important. So um, they, I don't even, I don't even sign contract in my, in my, in my gym. We do have EFT, we do recurrent payment, mm -hmm. but I have to, people always come back. People always come back. You know, they probably can leave for two months because they had a family problem, but they always come back. And I think that customer service, caring for the person, 
and putting all your knowledge and learning more. That's why I compete. I compete because I want to learn more from the fitness world because it opens another world into new things. And even though I'm 52 years old, I don't want to stay in the old, old timer things. I want to learn more. So I'm always learning and I'm always bringing it to the table. I don't keep any secrets. And I think that's one of the keys for retention. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think that's really important. People treating people as you know people that you really care about, not just like a number, um, like a large gym might. But so yeah, I think that's really important. And then also, um, yeah, keeping up to date. Things are constantly changing in the fitness industry. New techniques are always coming out. And I think it's mm-hmm. really important to you know be honest with our members. And when things change or we want to try a new training technique, um, we can all be open about it and, and just get the best mm-hmm. results. I think that's exactly. Really awesome. Um, okay, so long-term goals, you mentioned you wanted to add um, some more class times, maybe increase memberships, have a little bit more time for, you know, your passions and, and training competitors. So what would you say is like the biggest challenge you face right now um, in getting to that point or the biggest bottleneck? Well, um, the biggest challenge is, let me think. Uh, one of, I think one of the biggest challenges that you have to be updated in the fitness world. So you always have to be start bringing new things into the plate. That's one of the biggest challenges. You know, you can't stay in the same old classes. You have to be changing all the time because the fitness world changes a lot. And of course, it's always a challenge to bring people through the door. That's mm-hmm. that's that's a big one to have new members to have uh, free trials because we do offer free trials. That's one of the challenges. Once once I have the people through the door, I'm good because people fall in love with the place. You know, it's always a challenge to bring people. We get a lot of word of mouth, we get a lot of referrals, but of course, you know, bringing people to the door is one of the biggest challenges that we have, yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. I feel like once people are in the door and they see how good of a service it is and how it's gonna change their lives and get them results, then it's easy to keep them or to turn them into a member, but it's getting them to come in. (laughs) Exactly, yeah. Um, So what is like your sales process? So let's say somebody clicks on a Facebook ad or they call in, what's the next step in turning um, that person into a member of the gym? Well, they they go into our website. They go into our website and they click for a free trial and they come to the free trial of the gym. We always ask them to come and and test try the gym. I think that's very, very important. Uh, Once they get to the gym, they fill out an application, you know, our liability form. Uh, We have a, a program that we use for that. And then they try the class. And then once we keep our packages very simple, very, very simple. We have the personal training package. You pay per class or you pay a monthly fee. And then, you know, once they're, they're in, you know, then we offer them the package or we offer them to come by class. Whatever they want to show. A lot of people just want to pay per class. And once they're more settled, then they, they start their packages. That's, that's how we do it. Mm-hmm. Okay, awesome. And then are, do you do the selling or do some of your trainers um, walk people through I, that process? Well? Now this starting this year, we're going to have somebody doing that. Nice. Awesome. Yeah, that might free up a little bit of your time as well. Yeah, in the new place, we're going to have somebody doing this selling. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Okay, so Julia, tell me what would be your biggest piece of advice to somebody who wants to own a gym someday? Like maybe if you could go back and tell yourself something before you opened doors to a brick and mortar facility, like what would that be? I think I think one of the biggest um, biggest thing is that Sometimes when we're going to start a business, we have so many ideas and you want to do so many things at the same time. And, and you want to open this big, huge gym and with all these things. And I've always believed in baby steps. I always believe that you have to start 
do one thing at a time. It's the same thing as losing weight. When people come to me and they come all compulsive and you know they want to get the shakes and they want to get the personal training and they want to do everything at the same time. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. This is not gonna happen in one day or one week, you know, because you're going out of you're going out of compulsion. You can't do it in a compulsive way. You have to be intelligent when you do it and you have to do one step at a time. The same thing is when you open a gym. We come with all these ideas in our head and you have to do one thing at a time. You have to take baby steps and then you have to go to the bases, have a, a strong root in it, a very strong root, you know, and then go to the next step. So you can't come and just do everything at the same time. You have to complete this task and then go to the other task. You know, you know, if, if, even if you're opening classes, like I started only with spinning and personal training. Mm-hmm. And then from there, I took, I started boot camps. And then from boot camps, then I went to a bigger facility. I wanted to do the step. So I started doing one thing and then I started, and I made mistakes, you know, I made mistakes that I wanted to stay only one thing and I would not change my classes. So I had to go get certified in other things and learn new techniques and like new modalities and start other things. But I think that you have to go one step at a time do baby steps and then go to the other, grow that one, build a name. And it's very important that you build your name and then go to the next thing and get one step at a time and have people never lose that customer service, never lose that personal touch into people. Yeah. Yes. I think that's super important. I think a lot of times we come in with a huge idea and we think it all has to be perfect now, but we have so much time and so much to learn before we get to those points. So I think that's, that's really good advice. Um, but before we start to wrap things up here, I want to know your favorite and least favorite part about owning a gym. Well, um, my favorite thing, I love to teach classes. You know, um, I have a lot of love around me. I have a lot of support around me. Um, it's a staying in shape is amazing. So you're in a gym, you know, if you know how to make the time to work out because a lot of times you don't have time, uh, staying in shape is amazing. Um, it's very hard to have a gym. It's very hard to have a business because a lot of times it's very hard to let go. And that's what I'm doing right now. And uh, it takes from your time and it takes from your family time. And um, the hardest part has been uh, not having enough time for myself, which is happening now, finally. That's the hardest time. And, you know, things like pandemic, when the pandemic came, you know, it was very hard and you have the feeling that you're gonna lose your business after 25 years doing this. But, but you know, it's, it's all on your shoulders. It's all on you when you have a business. But in, in, it's easier to give up and say I can go anywhere else and get a great salary as a personal trainer and the experience that I have, mm-hmm. you know, but, but that's not my nature. That's not my nature. So the hardest part, it has been to let go, you know, so I could have a vacation. Yeah. So I spend time with my granddaughter because I have a granddaughter now. That was, that's been the hard part. You know, it's mentally draining and, and to budget yourself to be able to, um, have the the money the budget to pay when there's low season stuff because there's always low season you know december is a slow season mm-hmm. you know it's hard so you know that's that has been the hard part but 
we're getting there. We're getting there. Yeah. yeah so it sounds like it sounds like you're a super driven and motivated person, um, which is a good thing. But yeah, I can definitely, you know, put a lot of pressure on yourself sometimes to, you know, wear all the hats and get everything done. And it's it's a good reminder to just slow down sometimes, take some time for yourself. That way you can be the best in in every area um, of your life. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you, Julia, for everything that you shared with us today. This has been really insightful. Um, tell us where can we find you? What's like your social media? What's your website? Yeah, you can find me on what my website is uh, com, and my Instagram is uh, bodyconceptbyjulia, the same as my Facebook, bodyconceptbyjulia. Uh, in there, you're going to find a lot of, you know, little tricks. I have a YouTube channel also. It's Julia Huitrago. And in there, I have uh, personal training techniques for your upper body, for your lower body, and we'll be adding more there. And then you can find me. In a, well, I'm going to give the address for the new location, which is right yes. next door to the one I have. It's 12818 Southwest, 122nd Avenue, and that's Miami, Florida. Yeah. Perfect. Awesome. Yeah, everybody go check out Body Concept by Julia. She has some great insight for you. Um, but thank you again so much for being on the podcast today. And to everyone who tuned in, we appreciate you as well. Don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. If you're interested in joining us to talk about your business model, click the link in the description and we'll be in touch soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I am your host. My name is Joe Fitzgerald. Joining us today, we have Chris Garza of Rocks Gym with two locations, one in Portland and one in Victoria, Texas. Chris, what's going on, man? How are you today? I'm doing well. How are you? I am doing very, very well. I'm excited to dig into this because I think that there's a lot of different aspects and, and nuggets for us to uncover here throughout our conversation. But before we get into the business side of things and day-to-day -day and what you guys do to grow this whole thing, give us a little bit of a description of Rocks Gym first and foremost. For the people who aren't familiar with the brand, gotcha. what is Rocks Gym? So Rocks Gym, we are a 24-hour facility. Uh, we're blessed to have two locations. Um, we are focused on offering an affordable gym with top-notch equipment, uh, cardio equipment, and specialized equipment for powerlifters and bodybuilders. Um, we offer classes. We offer childcare, tanning, massage chairs, pretty much everything that you want in a gym at an affordable price directed to all types of, of fitness goals. Got it. Now... For further context here, Chris, you, you've been a part of this for a while now. Take us back to the early days of this. What was kind of the original idea behind getting Rock's Gym off the ground? And, and tell me about that time with the years that have gone by. Got you. So um, start off was making um, 
relationship with the community. That was, that was our, that was our biggest goal. We already had an established relationship with our supplement store, but no one knew us as a, as a gym. And so, um, uh, we bought out an old gym that had been in the community for a while. Um, so we wanted to pretty much kind of rebrand and with us coming in, um, we actually very first three months, we just opened our doors up. Uh, we had a 4 a.m. to 11 p.m. schedule, so we weren't 24 hours at that time. We were staffed that entire time, and we let people come in, try out the facility. We were doing renovations at that time. We didn't charge anybody uh, during renovation period, and uh, we let everybody just come in, see what we had to offer. And then um, after the three months, we got our 24-hour system in place, uh, started offering our $10 memberships and our $23 memberships, and um, started offering classes at that time. Um, everything was pretty much just let's implement it and kind of work out the kinks as we go. And um, it was honestly a really beautiful process with us starting off with about 300 members. And right now, um, our facility uh, takes care of well over 2,000 members. Yeah, things have things have grown a little bit since the early yeah. days of this. Three hundred yeah. to, yeah. to two thousand is no small feat, and we'll get into the the marketing and the acquisition side of things and explore what went well with that. But at least for the time being, look back on this for a minute, and and the handful of years that you guys have been doing this. What's been your favorite part about running this business so far, and what's been the hardest part so far? The hardest part is um, making sure that you stay consistent. Um, it's not easy to um, stay motivated. Um, mm -hmm. And that's where discipline comes in. And so making sure that, you know, you understand that uh, there's no room for feeling. Um, it's just a matter of being disciplined whenever you're responsible to um, operate a business and take care of uh, the members and the, the people that are in the business. Um, and I think that the best thing is seeing not only um, our team members grow as individuals, but also hear the success stories from members, um, whether that be you know their their uh, weight loss journey, whether that be their muscle gain journey, or even just coming in for um, you know a good environment and in a better headspace than they were before. That's most rewarding. Yeah, there's a there's a whole host of reasons why people get into fitness and choose this as their profession but that's one that comes up time and time again is that just seeing people do something for themselves try to improve their situation is really really meaningful obviously this is a business at the end of the day and, and income is uh, an important portion of this going for 300 members to 2,000 members we must have done something so talk to us a little bit about your experience with marketing what have we done that worked well? What have we done that maybe didn't so work, work so well? Gotcha, gotcha. So let me start off with what I think that didn't work well. Um, in, my, in my personal opinion, um, anything that you pay someone to do, um, you pay someone for the amount of uh, value that they, they bring as far as you know the advertising, and being able to give you exposure and stuff like that. Um, but for anybody starting off in, a, in, in the business, um, in any business, 
you can always gain that traction organically. Social media is a beautiful, beautiful tool. You use it appropriately as far as exposure and free advertising and stuff like that. And so what I'm getting at is, you know, you don't always need um, a big marketing budget. You don't always need a huge advertising budget. Sometimes you can just start off very organically and, and work your way towards that. And so um, I think the, the most successful has been social media. Um, mm. And that is just using the different, um, the different channels, you know, Reels, Instagram, Facebook, um, stories, and just being very, very consistent, all those on top of practicing what you preach. So not only having a personality on social media, but also matching that personality whenever you come into our facilities. Yeah. And so you mentioned a handful of times trying to create ways that we don't need to dump financial resources into this. Any sort of marketing strategy is either going to take time or it's going to take money or some combination of both, right? For you guys to build up this organic following, it's, it's time intensive and it's effort intensive has that has that crossed over into some sort of advertising budget at any point or you guys still haven't gone that way yet absolutely yeah so now we've been able to expand you know with uh, facebook ads with um with actually hiring uh professionals to give us um mentorship on ways to improve not only um our everyday posts but also um give us more um better quality on our, on our commercials, um, better quality, even on our, um, edits that we do for just the videography in the gym. Um, so just access to a lot more information and ways to, to improve our content. So we have been blessed to be able to get to hire more professionals and, and get more people aboard to help us out. Yeah. What's your experience been with that so far? Because I've, I've talked to so many people in our industry who, and it usually goes one way or the other. It usually is. We've had a tremendous experience. This has been a, a tremendous boon to what we do in terms of bringing new people in or hopefully not, but it sometimes it goes this way. We spent a whole bunch of money and it didn't really result in much at the end of the day. What's your experience been with that? Um, So honestly, I'm taking a minute because we've had, we've had both experiences being, being oh, that okay. we, we, we've, you know, had two locations and we, we've worked with both, both avenues. Um, we've, we've had multiple results and yeah. what I can say is it's hard to put a value on any type of marketing, it's almost, it's almost a risk because even, even if you just bring in one person, that one person can bring in another hundred people, depending on their type of clientele, uh, depending on their type of, of, of network. Hopefully Um, we're bringing in more than one, but yeah, yeah. And, 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 you know, there's just an extreme factor, but you know, so you know, it, it always, it, it's, I always feel like, you know, if you can bring in a handful of people and you spent X amount of dollars on it, it, it was, it was still worth it. it. Even if it wasn't at the, um, at the amount that you thought. Yeah. 
And so looking at least forward with that, we're at 2000 some in the club now. Do we have room to grow? Are we still capped out? What does that look like? No, no, we're a 24 hour facility. We have 24 hours a we day to make go. sure that okay. we're at full capacity. And uh, we have big, big, big goals as far as the amount of clientele that we're able to reach with our facility. Um, we're, we're, we have more um, equipment than most gyms. Um, we're actually right under um, 32,000 square feet. Um, with okay, our, so we with, got some with space. Yeah. 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 And, and we have an uh, outdoor area uh, with turf uh, and we have a classroom area. Uh, so, so we have a lot of room to, to continue expanding. Um, and we recently added uh, arsenal equipment to um, our um, more vintage equipment. And so it's been a nice to have that mix of, of old school and new school. And so that has recently been been quite popular at our facility as well. Got it. Okay. So really high ceiling as far as where we can take this membership. Do you think that the, the marketing strategy, do you think you'll lean even more into those types of things to get more people in here now that it's so. growing and gaining momentum? I think so. Yeah, I think so. I think we'll be finding new ways to continue improving our facility for our members and just finding ways to, to improve on what we already have. Yeah. Now take me to the next step here, Chris. I'm interested because obviously you've been doing this a while now, just getting leads, just getting people interested is only half the battle. We need to turn those people into paying customers at some point. And so for you guys, somebody reaches out, they're interested in joining the gym, wherever from, from Facebook, from Instagram, from somebody found the website, they walked in off the street, whatever the lead source is, what's the process for that person to eventually sign up? Who do they speak with? What's that process actually entail? What do they sign up for at the end of the day? Got you. So um, I, along with a couple of uh, team members of ours, um, kind of take care of the social media portion of it. If anybody reaches out, um, you know, through our, through our, uh, our website, um, on, on Facebook, Instagram, anything, you know, online, um, me and a couple of others were the ones that normally respond, invite them into our facility to talk with one of our team members. Um, so initially it's here at the front desk, our front desk team members are the ones that build that, that initial relationship with them. If they call in kind of same thing, we invite them in. They do have access to sign up online, even, uh, even accessing, um, the online portal and signing up online. Still got to come in to take your ID picture and to receive your um, your key tag. That way you can check in and have 24-hour access if you do have that membership. And so it still gives us that opportunity to uh, create that relationship with them and um, for them to talk to our front desk. Whenever they talk to our front desk, initially we give them a tour of our facility. Um, we ask about what goals they have. Um, from there, we're kind of able to direct um, what we want to Give them more detail on so if you know obviously they're interested in in you know our child care then we want to give them a little bit more specifics on our child care if they're interested in classes we can go over more you know details on our classes and you know etc and bodybuilding equipment powerlifting equipment whatever whatever their goals are and also from there we're able to also give them you know a general idea of what membership would best fit them we do offer a family membership for a really, really uh, decent price at $49 a month, covers four people. Um, if they're a family, that's that's the best rate. 
So the whole conversation is kind of getting an idea as far as what membership will best fit them. That way, whenever they come back up to the front desk, generally we have an idea on what membership they're going to get, and it's a lot smoother process. Yeah. Now, uh, interesting to me, you mentioned a couple of price points earlier here. Why did you guys choose to go so low with this comparatively? I mean, there are, of course, there are the nationally known $10 a month options, but it seems like you guys provide far more than that type of competitor. Why did you guys choose the price point that you did? Again, um, our goal as a company was to offer the most affordable um, gym and offer the best equipment um, in, in our field. Um, and it's kind of the same model that we had for our supplement store, um, offer the best products for the best price. And um, we've been very, very successful in that. Our owner, Rock himself, has always believed in um, reaching quantity and keeping quality um, rather than price gouging on quality. And he believes that you do enough people right, more people will come. And so we've been able to kind of really see that model in effect. Um, and, you know, it's cool because we see, we see the, the practice in play as far as the exposure that, that we've been able to have. A lot of people tell their friends um, and a lot, of, a lot of people, you know, aren't on just that $10 membership. A lot of people, they end up, you know, signing up with our, our all access, which is still at a decent rate of 30 bucks a month um, because we offer a discount at a supplement store. We offer, you know, the classes with that childcare um, you know, the tanning, even personal training discounts with that. So a lot of the times, um, you know, they end up bringing in their whole family. So we end up with, you know, everybody on a family plan. Um, and we, we even offer corporate memberships and small business memberships at a very, very good cost too. Yeah. And so the volume play here has certainly worked, right? We've gotten a number of people in so far on memberships. And even like you said, we're trying to go beyond where we are at. Take me to kind of the, the additional services piece of this. You said early on we launched group classes, we launched personal training, and businesses in this kind of a model can generate as much, if not more, revenue from things like group classes, PT, like supplements, whatever else we can layer on than the general membership. How big of a focus are, are those things for you guys here in the early part of 2023 and growing forward? Um, I would say it's, it's a major focus of ours. Um, our, we're, we're always looking at ways that we can continue taking care of our members and offering them new things that, um, other gyms haven't been able to, um, to master. Um, and I say that because it, it is difficult to offer, a variety of classes and to make sure that you have consistent class instructors to make sure that, you know, um, they have the material that they need to, to offer Zumba, to offer kickboxing, to offer um, cardio circuit classes. It, it, that in itself is a, is, is a task to manage. Um, and then to make sure that you're also properly taking care of children and making sure that they have the guidance and resources that they need 
And so um, it, it's, you know, constantly improving on those type of things to offer the best service to, to our members. So I, I would honestly say that that is a major focus of ours. And then to continue, we don't want to stop at two locations. We, we, we want to offer more locations in Texas. And so at that, we got to find ways to continue trimming fat and, and bettering our processes. Yeah. It's a, it's a funny thing because I think in our industry, so often we talk about let's get the next location. Let's get another location. Let's get another location. But I appreciate the, the mindset that you brought of like, yes, we do want multiple locations, but we have some systems and some processes that we're trying to button up before we do that. Cause this could really quickly get out of hand if, if not Absolutely. cleaned up on the front end. What do you think those things are, Chris? What do you think could be potential hurdles or potential roadblocks to you guys as you continue your growth moving forward? So honestly, um, I think that with any gym, uh, more growth means more traffic, which means more usage of equipment, which means more repairs. Um, repairs aren't cheap. Um, and so Sir. finding finding ways to, to minimize cost is always going to be a good way to, to make sure that your business stays afloat, whether that be a, a expense, whether that be saving in, in cleaning supplies or whether that be saving in, um, you know, certain, um, certain, um, expenses that, that, that could be cut out that the team could do, or even repairs that the, that the team can, can take care of, uh, rather than outsourcing. Um, when it comes to equipment um, and those parts for equipment, not always having to get name brand, always, you know, you can always go through a third party service or even a secondhand service and just finding any ways to, to cut down on cost um, and to keep up with um, the growth of the facility and the traffic. I think that that's um, not only a hurdle of ours, but every facility that's growing. Yeah. No, a hundred percent. This is not, this is not unique to you. Anybody that's spent time in fitness in any capacity knows this is an expensive business. The bigger you are, the bigger the costs, the bigger the challenges. And we need to match that with bigger revenue, right? Which is kind of where you guys are, are looking to go here in 2023. Chris, it's a pretty good place for us to start to wrap our conversation up, but in the short bit of time that we do have left, why don't you share with our listeners where they can learn more about rocks? Is there a website? Is there social media? Where can people go to connect with you guys? Awesome. Awesome. So yes, um, we do have um, our original um, Instagram page, um, rocks gym. Um, and we have our rocks gym Victoria on Instagram as well, along with our Facebook page. Um, and you can also visit our website, rocksgym24.com. Um, we do have TikTok, um, rocks gym uh, 24. And so those, those um, different channels, we're constantly posting, constantly um, giving updates as far as what new things are being added to the facility, any sales that we have. And then um, our website is a perfect place to go to either sign up. Uh, you can even do a three-day pass completely for free, just to try at our facility. And then also it gives you a general idea of what each membership offers and the prices. Yep. It's been a really, really fun conversation, Chris. I always enjoy these types of businesses and exploring what really happens behind the scenes and, and talking about it because it's not as things would appear on the surface. There's a lot of layers that go really, really deep, but 
We're a bit shy on time here today. We'll have to save the rest for a subsequent conversation down the road. I can't thank you Absolutely. enough, and I appreciate you for joining us, and, and I wish you guys nothing but the best. Yes, thank you for having me. I really do appreciate Absolutely. it. Absolutely. And to everyone who tuned in today, thank you as well. Don't forget, if you'd like to be notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. If you're interested in joining us to talk about your business model, click the link in the description, fill it out. Our team will be in touch soon. And as always, till next time, Jim Lawrence out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Lords podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more, or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Emily Newton. And joining us on the show is Jasper from the Athletic Sports Institute. What's going on, Jasper? How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me today. I'm excited about the interview today. Yeah, as are we. So before we really dive into the nitty gritty of what you have going on and how you run your gym, first tell us a little bit about how you describe your business to people and what made you want to start your gym in the first place. Um, well, first off, the name of my business, again, it's called the, the, Sport, uh, the Athletic Sports Institute. And um, whenever I'm describing my business to anybody or a, a gym goer, someone that's interested in coming into a gym, I always want to let them know that it's safe, it's uh, friendly, um, and it's a fun environment. And I feel like um, working out is one thing and staying healthy, but I want the environment to be fun, fast, flowing, and friendly, and uh, it's inviting, and it's very homey. Um, I'm here in Louisiana, and we, we we pride ourselves on having good hospitality. So whenever you come into our location, um, I, I just want people to know it's a, it's a friendly and a fun environment to be in, and it's going to make you want to push yourself and challenge yourself every time you walk through the door. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about your background and, like, what from your, your past and your history made you want to open a gym and serve the community in this way? Well, I come from a long line of uh, uh, athletics um, as far as like my family lineage lineage goes. My uncle, he played uh, professional football. My mom's brother, he played for the Packers for, for nine years and I've always been in awe of that. So I kind of followed in his footsteps and then so did my two younger brothers. We all played uh, park ball, uh, high school ball and collegiate and pro. So it kind of started in that realm for me, um, just being around uh, athletics my entire life um, and then loving the the way that the human body works and, and anatomy in itself. So it, it was kind of like a passion of mine for a very long time. And I've always felt like after I was done playing any type of sports I was into, that I wanted to take a career path 
and stay close to the game. And this kind of gave me the opportunity. Um, I did my undergrad in kinesiology. I finished at Cal State in uh, California. And I just loved it. I loved everything about it. Uh, so when I finished there, I, I came back here to Louisiana and I worked in the hospital uh, setting for a while under a couple of doctors and some rehab centers. And it was just a slower pace. And in my mind, I said, uh, hey, I want to create a space that's a little bit faster. And I want to, again, get closer to athletes and kind of share my experiences with playing sports and and kind of put it all into one big ball and make it make it a make it a funner environment instead of just it just being kind of boring yeah so did you go from like working at a hospital straight into business ownership yes ma'am yeah um a, a little bit of my path was uh I worked for the first four years after I was done playing football I saved uh, a, a lot of my money and then everything that I put into my business was kind of like my own capital um I didn't I didn't take out any loans so a part of my story is that like I've generally built this place from the ground up um with all my own uh, financing. Wow. So let me ask you this. Um, since you, like, you saved money up, like, you put, basically, you used your money to start your business. When yeah, there's a, lot of, there's a lot of sacrifice. <laughs> a lot of sacrifice, yeah. 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 yeah, absolutely. Okay, so I guess talk to our listeners a little bit about some of the skills that you had to develop over the past, has it been, you say, two and a half years? No, 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 four and a half to five years. I, I mean, honestly, the biggest skill set I would think uh, that anyone is starting any type of business, whether it be in the gym or uh, whether it be uh, whatever you're doing, whatever your passion is, always be approachable and always be uh, a friendly person. Uh, I, I would think a people person, it, it'll go way further than you would ever expect. Uh, so developing those communication skills, um, your skill as far as like your job and uh, what you're passionate and doing is one thing. But uh, to me, over the years, being a people person and uh, being approachable um, and all those other things will kind of fall into place because people can Google information nowadays and they can look up this, they can watch videos. But a person that's uh, an approachable person, they're a people person. They'll, they'll, they'll listen to you and they'll follow you and they'll run through a wall for you. So just giving people the, those words of encouragement every time you can and just being a, a, a people person to me and have good communication skills is the best skill set you could ever want to have in business. Gotcha. Now, is that something that you just, I don't say naturally, but did you already have, possess that skill? I would say no. I would say no. Absolutely not. I, I'm not even going to give myself that much credit. <laughs> as much as I want to, I was definitely an introvert, or I, I'm definitely introverted. And it took for me a while to kind of get out of my my head. I want to say because I I don't I don't know what it used to be about me like just approaching people and just having like a friendly conversation. But um, one of my college professors uh, in speech. He told me one of my exercises was just to go out to like a restaurant and go and eat by myself, sit down at the bar. And the first person that sits, that sits next to me, open up a conversation with him. And it used to be one of the hardest things for me to do, but I worked at it and, and, and I got better over time. And I, I tell you, that's the best thing I could have ever done. Um, the knowledge is there. Like, again, everybody can retain information and they can spit it back out and, but being a people person and having like bedside manners 
Um, when it comes to business, it's one of the hardest things to do. And it's one of the skills that a lot of people don't possess. And I feel like if you can work on those skills, um, anything is possible as far as like growing your business. Gotcha. Okay. Thank you for sharing. And for the introverts out there that are listening, it's yeah. possible. Yeah. Anything. <laughs> anything. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk a little bit about marketing. Um, yeah. well, let's say that. And something that we were talking about off air is that a large percentage of your clientele is women, right? Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Okay. So I'm a woman. I like to lift weights. I like to work out. I'm not intimidated by the gym. And let's say I move to your city. How am I going to know that the Athletic Sport Institute exists? Now, if I would have to say, like, one, one thing is, like, my downfall, I don't use my Instagram platform the way that I should. And I know it's a, a really, really, really helpful tool uh, to help further my business and my clientele. So I think that uh, if there was one knock on myself, I think I have to do better in that in that department. Right now, I market on Instagram, but I'm not posting nearly as much as I should on uh, all social media platforms. So I would think um, if there was one thing that I had to uh, say that I was terrible at in this whole situation is, is definitely my marketing side. I've, I've done those things where I've ran ads on, um, on Instagram. I've gotten a little bit of feedback, but I don't know how effective they really are. I've so did you, did you run like an ad campaign or was it just like a, a did you just boost a post? Actually, I've tried, I've tried both. I've tried both. Okay. I mean, I've, I've gotten, um, to be honest, I've gotten a few clients, but I don't think it was as effective as I thought it would be. And most of it was just to kind of feel like some of the group classes for my other trainers, because I felt like they were struggling in that, that area as well. So we we're trying to like put together like a class for them to uh, be able to market and uh, strategize to, to get more people in the door on our downtimes to be able to uh, teach those classes. Uh, but it, it, it was okay. It was okay. We were getting a lot of responses from people that weren't in the area. I'm more in like the metro area. So I'm in New Orleans. Metairie um, is a city, but I'm literally like, if I had to go downtown New Orleans, I'm probably about five minutes away. Gotcha. Okay. So, I mean, do you think, um, because a lot of the trainers and business owners that I talk to are just kind of, I don't want to say the word afraid, but just of paid advertisement, but really reluctant about it because I simply don't know how to, to do it. So do you think that in the future, it may be something that you invest into if you knew how to like target like the right location? Yeah, I would love to invest in it. It's just that like, you know, how when you invest in something and you don't want it to, you don't want to feel like it's kind of like a scam or you're not, you're not getting the type of return that you would, you would, you would hope. Like mm-hmm. I would, I would invest, I mean, whatever I needed to invest to kind of grow my business and uh, bring awareness, uh, to, to health and fitness and have people come out and see the gym. But I just want, I just want to see the turnover on it or the return from it. Like, yeah. again, we, we did it. Uh, I, I want to say we did that for maybe about two or three months. Uh, we ran them and the return just wasn't what we thought it would be. So I, I didn't know how effective it was that we were doing it on Instagram, but mm-hmm. maybe some, on some other platform, maybe it'd be a little bit better. Yeah. Okay. So want to get better social media um, and then maybe some paid advertisement in the future. What are your other sources of marketing? Um, by us being a very uh, small and like uh, 
more homey like type of gym. A lot of word of mouth for me has been working. I've also um, done two billboards here in the area that I'm in. Um, that they, those were really effective as well. Um, but especially when I was trying to build my clientele, they helped out a lot. Really, uh, you're talking about the billboards, right? Yeah. yeah. Really, that's interesting. I have two, I had two, I had two billboards for, uh, I did one for two months and the other one was for uh, a month in the metro area. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So talk to us a little bit about like, how did that, like in your mind as a business owner, what makes like something you put money into like effective or worth the investment? Um, just driving it. I mean, uh, again, just talking about it, pushing it, pushing your product, being your own billboard and always wearing your product. And I would think that if you do have a gym, again, you always have to think about yourself being your best selling point, right? So, I mean, if you are a trainer, I mean, just like any other job, you have to look the part. So always making sure um, if it's something that you're pushing as far as like health and wellness and fitness, again, be your own billboard. And, and I think that's what I take pride in the most uh, when it comes to pushing my business up always and like a shirt that says the Athletic Sports Institute. And then I also have an apparel as well. I have an apparel line and it's called Live Like a Lion Apparel. And I'm either in one of those two shirts. You're going to definitely catch, it, catch me in those clothes Monday through Saturday. Um, and it, it's just good um, starters, like as far as like uh, conversation starters. When I go to the grocery store, wherever I'm at and somebody said, Hey, where's that gym? Then it's, it's an easy uh, point for me to hit home with. Yeah. Yeah. So let's say somebody shows interest on a billboard um, or even like you have a conversation with somebody in the grocery store from some of the pro that you have on. How does that, like, what's the process to turn some random person that you meet out in the street into a paying customer? Uh, a conversation or I'll turn them over to some, uh, one of the, the ladies that work for me, she's an accountant, and then she'll set up an assessment for me. So if I'm out and I pass out a business card and um, they want to reach out to me, they'll have my number on it. And then um, she'll, she usually sets up my appointments and everything like that. I have two secretaries. I have an accountant and a secretary that works directly for me. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. So we set up the assessment, and then what's the next step from there? Uh, once we set up an assessment, uh, we figure out whatever their goals are. Uh, what they what they're interested in uh, what they're interested as far as like fitness goes what they've done previous to uh, actually coming to us and and again just making them feel welcome whenever they walk through the doors yeah yeah so are you doing like the majority of the selling of your memberships no I have two other guys that are killing it right now um, mm -hmm. again I I maintain myself about fifty five clients of my own. So I'm working like pretty much every hour and hour. I actually had to cut some of my hours to actually get on the call with you guys today, but I'm excited to be here and I appreciate you guys having me. But I'm on the hour. I start at 6 a.m. in the morning and then I'm on the hour from 6 a.m. to about 2 o'clock. Then I take a lunch break and I'm back uh, at 3.30 p.m. and I'm booked until 7 at night. So I'm, I'm pretty much on an hour. I'm pretty busy. And then I have two other guys here on the same verge of being the same way. And we just turned a year over. So they carry about 40, about 40 people themselves. Yeah. Wow. Those are our pretty big client loads there. Yeah. Yeah. So we, we roll up. Yeah. So let me ask you this. Is there anything about your day to day as the owner that you would want to change? Uh, 
definitely, uh, if I had to change one thing right now, it's how I advertise. Okay. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't, I just don't do enough of it. And if I, and if I don't do anything else right, um, when it comes to my business is that I just don't advertise it enough, especially like on, on social media platforms, because I'm telling you, like, if I, if you walked into this place today, you'd probably be like, pictures don't do it any justice. Like you need like more video. I need more everything. So I would think my marketing, uh, strategy and skill sets have been probably on a scale one to 10, like a two. If yeah. I had to be honest with myself. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, like when I became a, a trainer, like, if somebody would have asked me, like, what do I think I need to be to be good at? My the first word would not have been like advertisement or marketing. Yeah. At all. I think it would have been like, well, I need to be good at working people out and helping them with their nutrition. But uh, you know. <laughs> no. I think I think I'm great in that department. I think I'm very knowledgeable. Uh, again, my experience is uh, a ton. I've done uh, a ton of uh, internships. I did an internship with UCLA uh, with their strength and conditioning coach. I've done a lot and I've worked on a hospital side. So I feel like in person, um, I'm great. Um, but I am, whenever my schedule frees up, I do want to do a little bit more online training, I would say. If that was another thing that I could be better at, um, I just hadn't really got into it because my in-person has all, my numbers have always been high. So, um, but um, I feel like my skill set face-to-face, I'm, I'm great. So you have 55 clients. That's a lot of people to manage. Um, What systems do you have in place to keep everything organized? So on my my computer, I have an Excel spread and I also have this uh, workout builder that I use. And then whenever a person comes in, so we talked about like my day-to-day and you were a new client, you walked into the door I do a body comp assessment. So I do a basically a DEX, what I was doing this morning when I got the phone call. So we do your body weight, your, your, your body fat uh, percentage, your uh, muscle mass percentage. Uh, we check the, the visceral fat area. We give a physique rating. Uh, we check the balance as far as like if your, your balance on one side where your body's carrying more weight. And so we just basically check it from top to bottom. I just basically do a DEX. After we do the decks, we'll sit down and we'll have a conversation. I figure out what their goals are, um, figure out what their expectations are for me. Uh, moving forward, have they ever worked out with a trainer? So we just go through our basic questionnaire. I do some mobility testing um, with them. I put them through a stress test um, their first day. After I put them through a stress test, I take all the information that I've gathered after our assessment and I put it into, again, a workout builder program and it helps me uh get them on the the right path as far as like building a program for them and and i just let them know what my expectations of them are too as well as far as like coming in making sure uh they're on time Mm -hmm. uh making sure that hey these are the days and kind of like setting that expectation that if we want to reach a goal these are the things that we have to do so just that's kind of like the gist of it, like a, how my assessment and my days go if you were to walk through the door and I was to have to deal with you one-on-one. All the trainers that I have, um, they've all been trained to do the same thing. Uh, no one just comes in and just starts to work out. We gotcha. make sure we do a full body comp on everybody that comes to the door because okay. you can't train a person if you don't know anything about their body. You, you can't train a person if you don't know how they move. You can't train a person or you can't help them reach a fitness goal 
if you know nothing about this person internally. So I pride myself on making sure uh, we do those things. Gotcha. Okay. That's good to hear. 100% agree with that too. So with that being said, like, are you guys using any type of like CRM or something just to keep track of like who's coming to classes, who's booking this and you know, what session? Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, right now, the way that the, uh, the accountant and the, the, the assistant, she handles it. Whenever she comes in, she just has everything in an Excel spreadsheet that she deals with. And she, whenever they come in, we have a checkout, uh, check-in uh, system, and she pretty much deals with all that. Yeah, something that's kind of like out of our hands here. Yeah. Okay, okay, cool. Got to so, make a life for myself easy somewhere, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about the future. It's the beginning of the year, it's January. Um, for your business, like six months from now, what do you want to change? Like, how do you want your business to look like from the, the inside out? I know we were talking earlier that like one of your goals is definitely help more people and touch more people in the community. Um, for sure. I, I want to see some new faces. Uh, I feel like I love all my clients and I mean, I love them to death, but I do want to see some new faces because I want to introduce the space to new people. I want them to see what we built. Um, I want to see what, let them see what I built. I want to tell them my story. And I want to just show them a different walk of life. Again, we deal with more functional training here. It's not a lot of machines. Uh, I would much prefer to train in more of that functional realm. Uh, so it's more of an open space. It's a box gym. And it, it's a fun environment. So I, I just want to introduce the space to new people. And then also um, making sure I'm giving back. And not always be about it, it being an income type of thing. I want to make sure in six months, I've donated at least about uh, 30 to 40% of my time. And uh, God has blessed me tremendously. And with, without God uh, in my life, none of this would even be possible because I'm one of the few people I, I can probably count on. And I've spoken to a lot of people about business and opening gyms and box gyms. I made a profit and I started profiting after my second year. So I lost my first year. Um, like most people do, and most people lose the first five years. I, I turn a full profit and a good profit after my second year. And, uh, I want to ask you a question about that. Uh, I didn't mean to cut you off, but let, let me ask you a question about like, okay, so you started making a profit. So year mm -hmm. one, were you guys just like breaking even? Mm -hmm. I well lost. I mean, I. Oh, you did say that? Yeah. I, okay. mean, I, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but my second year, um, once I caught fire, and I got everything in the place. Every, I, I mean, it was just a blessing moving yeah. forward after that. Yeah, it was, it was big time. It was big time. But um, again, that's why I feel like it's important for me to donate my time to give back to somebody that's less fortunate. And it can, I mean, we both know, like, uh, I don't know what state, you're, uh, what state you're working in, but to be a personal trainer, it can be costly. It, it, it can be very expensive. And I think one of the main reasons why people don't um, have trainers or they don't get gym memberships is because in the time we live in, things could be like, okay, do I pay my car note or do I pay a trainer to train me? And for a person to stick with me for five years through pandemic and uh, inflation and all these different things going on with, with, the, with economics, uh, I feel like that's saying a lot about myself. And I want to give back some of that same energy to people that can't afford to be in this space with me, you know? So uh, 
it's important for me, again, something that I want to see, I want to see myself having classes for kids and athletes and young athletes um, that can't afford, again, to be in this environment and making sure I'm doing it at least once or twice a week, donating about 40% of my time. That's beautiful. I love that. So Jasper is a really good place for us to wrap things up on this episode. But before we sign out, please tell our listeners where they can find you. Oh, I'm, uh, I'm in uh, New Orleans, Louisiana, or Metairie, Louisiana. Uh, I'm in the metro area. I'm at 100 North Lamar Road, uh, Suite F. And again, the name of my business is uh, the Athletic Sports Institute. And you're more than welcome to stop on by at any point in time. Uh, I mean, we have uh, tons and tons and tons of uh, uh, good things and uh, equipment for you to use. It's a fun, fast, and uh, friendly environment. Uh, five uh, certified uh, personal trainers by NASM. They all either have uh, biomechanics as far as like degrees, uh, kinesiology, and some of them even dual degrees and uh, um, exercise science. So uh, tons of education here. Uh, it's fun. Uh, just come on by and check us out. Again, 100 North Labar uh, Road, Metairie, Louisiana, uh, Suite F. And then you can always check out our Instagram too, the, the Athletic Sports Institute, and uh, I am Jay Dent Fit is mine. So, uh, all right, give, give me a shout. <laughs> all right, y'all, you heard the man. Well, yeah. thank you so much. We appreciate your time and contribution to the podcast, and I'm really looking forward to seeing what you guys are going to be able to accomplish down the road. So, to everybody who tuned in today, we appreciate you as well. Don't forget thank if you, you want to so be notified about future episodes, hit the like and subscribe button. If you're interested in talking to us about your business model within the fitness industry, click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Lord. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets, at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.